Welcome to Sky Women. I'm your host, Dr. Carolyn Moyers, a wife, mom, and board-certified OB-GYN. This is a place to educate, empower, and inspire women. Join us each week as we share the power of women's stories. Real women, real stories, real inspiration. Put on your stretchy pants. Let's get going. Hi, welcome to Sky Women. This is your host, Dr. Carolyn Moyers. Join me as I talk to a former patient and longtime friend, Melissa Krager, about ectopic pregnancy, pregnancy of undetermined location, twins, preeclampsia, a NICU stay, feeding babies, and work-life balance. This is such a fun conversation, you guys. Let's get started. Welcome, friend. It's so nice to chat again. I know. It's been forever. It has. So I am new to this whole podcasting, like you're number two that I'm interviewing. Okay. That's super fun. So it's fun. Like I'll have to figure out how to edit and how to produce these. And so it'll all come together. I'm hoping to release, you know, like the first set of series by the end of the year. Um, but my goal yeah. here, you know, I'm just naming it after my practice because, um, it's called sky women's health and it's named that because okay. women hold up half the sky. And I, when yes. I was in my first year of practice, I read half the sky and I was just completely mesmerized. And I was, yes, like, yes, women have to be equal in this, <laughs> um, journey of life or we're never yes. going to achieve our full potential. So my goal with sharing sky women is just real women, real stories, real inspiration. And I thought of you because you're one of those patients. I'm so honored that you did. (laughs) (laughs) Because I was so ridiculously naive. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No. In fact, I've been thinking about this. I've been thinking about this for like days because I'm thinking, I cannot wait to hear your actual reaction to how ridiculous I was when I was <laughs> when I was pregnant in a hospital. <laughs> so it was kind of crazy and ridiculous. It's so uh, it was, and I I use your story quite a bit, even in talking to students about like rule out <laughs> pregnancy. So let's let's just start there. Let's just start from the beginning. Okay. So yes. what I remember is that you were being worked up for kidney stones. I did mm-hmm. not even know. I think I must have seen you for mm-hmm. a well woman exam. You were being worked up for kidney stones. The urologist mm-hmm. and the radiologist call me and say, oh, Melissa's down in Sano and this is what's happened and she's got an ectopic. It's not mm-hmm. renal stones. Yeah. And so I leave my office. I go to the hospital, you know, make that little walk across the bridge. Right. Come and find you down in Sano and we have the big talk about all the things and this points to an ectopic and I take you to the OR and I can find no evidence of an ectopic pregnancy. Mm -mm. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and I, because I had had kidney stones the month before. And so that's why I was in such pain and I thought, well, this is what it is. And so I had been like that for a day or two. And, uh, and I finally went to go see the urologist and he was like, well, let's, you know, I had a fever. That was what sent me to the urologist. Yeah. They said, okay, let's go do these, these, um, tests or whatever. And then the, the talk was just acting kind of weird. Yeah. And so it was one of those like up and down because 
I was in there doing the ultrasound and then the radiologist called me in and said, Hey, you're pregnant. And we were super excited. And then I walk out and there you were. And then I was like, something's wrong. Cause Dr. Myers oh. wouldn't be here if something wasn't wrong. Oh, I didn't yeah. Know. So then it was, so yeah. So it was, it was just this up and down and I thought, well, okay, she's here. Then, then something's not good. And then that's when we talked. Wow. Yeah. I didn't realize yeah. you had learned that you were pregnant, but did not know that anything was abnormal. Mm-mm. No, my levels showed that I was pregnant because I'd done the blood work beforehand. Um, so were so you, they, were you trying to get pregnant or the yes. tested you? I don't know. We had been trying for a year, almost a year at that point. And so, yeah. So when they went in to do the ultrasound, of course, you know, that's one of the first questions they asked, are you pregnant or trying to get pregnant? Right. And uh, I said, yes. And so that's when we decided to, to, to do the, the blood work. Yeah. So going into your ultrasound, thinking it was renal stones, did you have the knowledge that you were pregnant at that point? Yes. Okay. Yes. But what we thought it was the ectopic, and so that's why we did the surgery, right? Right, totally. To <laughs> totally. Yeah. No, I um I was just curious if going in to get your kidney stones worked up, you already knew you were pregnant, or I no. thought that was okay. That was new knowledge, right? No. So the radiologist. That was said, all new. Hey, knowledge. you're pregnant. Okay. Okay. Got yes. it. All right. Yeah. That's how I. That's how I remembered it too. But I got a little all in the there. same like hour. Yeah. So within yeah. the same hour, you're like, I need to get worked up. He's like, Hey, let's work you in for a sauna. You got a sauna. Hey, you're pregnant. Oh, and here's your OB-GYN. So it's yeah. like, it's funny in small town America because we have to set the stage. We're in rural America, 35,000 people. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. they, you know, the urologist knows your doctor and he gets the call from the radiologist who then he calls me and I rush right over mm-hmm. to your bedside. Yes. You know? <laughs> so, and we went to well, surgery that afternoon. We worked together. I worked in the hospital. Yeah. Radiologist. I knew the tech. And so I knew she was acting funny because I knew her. Right. 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 So small town America, I and your Mm -hmm. doctor were also friends. You're also marketing for the hospital. (laughs) Yes. All in one. Yes. All in one. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. And you run the convenience store on the weekend. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Not that small town. Right. Right. Almost. Just about. Just about. <laughs> so, um, all right. So we go to surgery and I find no mm-hmm. evidence of ectopic. I mean, your fallopian tubes are pristine. Your ovaries look great, but there was blood in your belly and I looked mm-hmm. everywhere. So at this point we have a pregnancy of undetermined location. Mm-hmm. So what do you remember coming out of surgery? Um, I just remember thinking we weren't pregnant, that we had lost the baby. But in fact, I kept a blog. Um, and so after all this happened, I had written about it. And I went back and read it today. I did not and know this. Yes, yes. And so I looked back at it today. And, um, and I do remember. Remember that I remember being pregnant, and we'll make it happen again. And so, leaving the hospital, of course, I was upset, but I, but there wasn't that sense of like loss, you know. I wasn't 
overly upset. And um, we just thought, you know, this is a blessing because now we know for sure, you know, we've been trying for a year that we, we actually can get pregnant because it happens. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So I remember telling you, we're going to be cautiously optimistic, repeating your beta HCG, that pregnancy hormone again, Mm -hmm. 48 hours after. And I remember Mm -hmm. being between cases in the OR and looking up your lab values and calling you and saying, this is your beta HCG level. It has actually increased. So I go through my whole spill and you said, (laughs) wait, so we're still pregnant. Does this mean I could still be pregnant? And you said, no, this means you are still pregnant. Yes. Yeah. It was, it was unbelievable because everything that had gone up and down and up and down, it didn't seem real. We didn't even tell anybody. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's all my parents. We didn't tell them because it was just a little unbelievable. I mean, I remember calling Brian and saying, listen, I was really weird with Dr. Moyers and she tells me we're still pregnant he was like "Mm, no (laughs) so it was yeah it was a roller coaster for sure yeah absolutely (laughs) which so started so you know what that started the whole thing like just because just the whole unbelievableness of my entire pregnancy it started you know so big and crazy yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And at what point did we figure out that you had dichoronic diamniotic twins, which is the best kind of twins if you're going to have twins? Right. So <laughs> the surgery was on a Thursday. Uh-huh. The blood work was again on a Monday. That following Monday, a week later, we tested again and my levels had like quadrupled. And so two days later, um, we went in for the ultrasound. And the ultrasound tech says, my husband came. Yes. We were thinking, you know, this is yeah. the first ultrasound exciting. And the ultrasound tech tells my husband to sit down. And so after this huge roller coaster of we're pregnant, we're not, we're pregnant, we're not. Yeah. Um, we thought we'd lost the baby. And yeah. that's why she was telling him to sit down. And she says, there's two. And he yeah. says, two what? <laughs> and she says, two babies and he says no really two what right like two babies (laughs) two babies (laughs) it was like I mean just from nothing to yes to no to yes to twins right crazy Mm -hmm. right Right. and there they were there they were and I was six weeks at that point so yeah wow crazy it's a roller coaster for six weeks surgery and Yes. Yes. But that's how my Isaac got his name because in the ultrasound, we couldn't stop laughing. Okay. And Isaac, you know, means laughter. Yeah. Yes. And so that's how he got his name was because when we found out that we were having twins, we just couldn't stop laughing. We just thought it was the funniest thing. I think it was shock, you know, at that point. Yeah. But yeah, sure. that's how he got his name. I love that. I did not realize that story. So we were pregnant at the same time. And I think I was, what, four weeks ahead Mm -hmm. of me? So I was on maternity leave when you messaged me and said, this is what's going on. What were your symptoms when I sent you to the hospital? Um, My blood pressure was high. And so I'd been um, tired, a little lightheaded. 
and my mom had a blood pressure cuff. And so, um, I took my blood pressure. In fact, I, when I looked at my blog, it said it was like 157 over 105 or something. So it was high. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you were like, okay, I'll, I'll see you at the ER. And yeah. Like, no, you don't have to come. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because your, your Isaac was only a couple weeks old. Yeah. Yeah. I was still on maternity leave. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, it's small town. <laughs> And you're, you're one like, of my special patients. I'll be there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Plus mama probably needed to get out of the house at that point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. So I meet you in the ER. We get you admitted. We've got preeclampsia and we're monitoring you in our small community. Mind you, we're two hours from a tertiary center where we might need mm -hmm. a higher level of care for baby and things are stable. We're monitoring mm -hmm. your labs. We did a 24 hour urine, kind of all of the things. Mom right. is stable. But I remember coming in to round on you and saying, today's the day we've got to go to use yeah. because your yeah. labs and your pressures were progressing and we needed to get you to that higher level of care so that you and babies could be in the same place for delivery because you were going to be delivering yeah. infection. And that was the thing was that I think that whole week, because I was on bed rest at the hospital for a week, mm -hmm. um, you kept prepping me yeah. to understand that I I would not be in Lufkin to have these babies, right? Um, that we would be going to Houston, and I don't, I didn't get it. Like I was just, I say all the time that God just hit me over the head with a stupid stick. He just poured. <laughs> stupidity all over me because I just didn't get it. And I can remember Thursday night you came in and you said, listen, it's either you deliver here and the babies go, or you go and deliver and you can stay together. Like there are no more options. Right. This was it. This is yeah. it. This is happening. Yeah. Yes. And that was so hard to accept because in my head, I had it, you know, I had that mom. I was, yes, I was yeah. going to do it naturally. And, and you told me no about, <laughs> about five months in. No, you're not. Uh, <laughs> you crazy person, you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I just, and, and I remember just my mom came in after that and I just sobbed and sobbed because the plans that I had made, what I thought was going to happen wasn't going to. Sure. And mm -hmm. that's, that's real for so many women is they mm -hmm. get really, I don't know if it's, um, some of it is like they, they experience birth trauma whenever things just don't go according to plan. And with babies, right. they just often don't. And we, you know, our goal is always healthy mom, healthy baby. Nobody mm -hmm. is trying to rob you of your birth story. Right. Right. We just want mom and babies to survive intact. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And so we yes. have to do what's best. And so we are two hours from a major medical university where we have a NICU and all the things for your babies. Okay. Cause we, you were 35 or 36 weeks. I was 33. Oh, 33. Right. Even yes. because our nursery could handle yes. a lot of 35 and 36, but at 33 weeks, but not you know, 33. NICU. No. right. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so you had to go to that higher level of care. And of course I didn't mm -hmm. want to to pass you off to be delivered by somebody else, but it was the best thing for you and your babies. Right. So, and thankfully uh -huh. through, uh, through my pregnancy, the, um, specialists from women's hospital were coming to see 
they were coming to town like every month to high-risk patients. Right. And so I was seeing a specialist in town through that hospital um, throughout my pregnancy. So there was some connection, a slight connection there. Right. So going there, you were already a known entity to them because, yes, you were, were, yeah, connected with their high-risk specialist, their maternal people specialist. Right. Well, so an amazing story. So after delivering these twin babies, did, how did you, how did you cope? Like as a new mama, like you were, you're a stepmom, right? So you have experience being a mama, but it's a little bit different when you've got two infants. As you're recovering from your C-section, like, did you feel that you were robbed from your birth story? Did you have any birth trauma? Did you? You know, yeah, because. Well, because I was medically flown to to right. Houston, um, and I was there thinking that we were going to get down there and they were going to stabilize me, and that um, that you know delivery would come in a couple weeks. Um, of course, my my family was crazy enough to believe me in that, and so a couple hours later when they make the decision that it's now we're going to have to deliver right now because um, you had developed I, severe preeclampsia. I just want to clarify. Yes. That. Right. Okay. Yes. And it had gotten to the point where they weren't certain if I was even going to be able to deliver, um, awake, like if they were going to have to put me fully under and my husband you, wasn't going to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was just at the mark that I was able to, to be awake and my husband was able to be in there. So, um, but after I delivered, I remember the first thing I thought was when my daughter was first, I, um, I could breathe again. I like, I was so swollen. I was so full of fluid. I was Mm -hmm. so, I don't know that I couldn't breathe that whole week leading up to it. And so, um, but after my son was delivered a minute later, um, and of course they rushed them off. Um, I passed out and I don't think I really came to for hours. And so, um, I was in and out, had a really hard time in recovery. Um, they said that they breathed the babies by at some point while I was in recovery. I don't remember that. Um, it was Plus you're on magnesium of- for seizure prophylaxis, right? And the magnesium yes, is no was fun. Miserable. It was mm-hmm. awful. Um, it was about one or two o'clock in the morning when they finally let me out of recovery into a room. I went to see the kids. There's pictures. I don't remember it. Um, it wasn't, it was a full 24 hours before I was well enough to see them and actually hold them. Um, and it was probably the next day after that, that I actually remember being with them. So their first 24 hours of life, I wasn't, I wasn't there. I was so sick and I just never understood how sick I was until it was probably two or three, maybe even four years later, my husband was like, did you realize how bad you were? I was like, no, like I said, the the stupidity that the blessing of it it's naive I mean you were naive because you had never been pregnant before and like twins like you I thank god because if I had known how bad it was it would have it would have been a whole lot scarier for me I mean sure everybody else but but, (laughs) sure sure I mean (laughs) 
But then, so, so we were there. I was in the hospital for a few more days. Um, and then I was, so they were delivered on a Friday. I left on a Tuesday. And that was so hard to leave. You know, you're supposed so to have a baby and then get to take them home. Day, what, four? Four, five, five. yeah. Okay. And yeah. you get discharged. Mm-hmm. And you live two hours away. And babies mm-hmm. are yeah. And daddy is back at work. Wow. So what are you doing? What are you doing? My husband had to go back to work. So my mom was with me and praise, praise Jesus for grandparents because my mom was such a huge help and she stayed um, with me the whole time. And we just got a hotel and we bunked down for a month. We were there a month. Wow. Waiting for yeah. babies to be discharged. So the yes. day that babies come home. Yes. Separately. So um, they always talk about, my nursing friends always said there's wimpy white boy syndrome (laughs) and that little white boys don't do well in the NICU um, or prematurely, but mine did. He was awesome Mm -hmm. Um, and he progressed really well. They were, um, he was four pounds, 11 ounces. She was four or five. Um, so still good size for twins. Um, and he came home the Monday before Thanksgiving and she was there for a full week additionally. Um, so the day that he came home, I went back, I brought him home. We were home a couple of days and then I went back to Houston to be with her. Sure. And so he was with, he was with my husband. And so we got two big days to celebrate because one came home and then the other came home later. Right, right. Which probably, I mean, it's very unique situation, right? Because Mm -hmm. you're trying to figure out being a new mom and you finally have these babies in your care, but then you still have another baby. You need to go back and and tend to and make sure she gets home safely. Right. Yeah. So it was, it was wild. And of course it was around the holidays, which, you know, of course complicates everything anyway. Um, and she had several complications when we were in the NICU. And so, um, but yeah, once we finally got home, it was like, I don't want to see the inside of a hospital ever again. (laughs) Ever again. (laughs) Right. Right. Okay. And so you were working full time leading up to having these Mm -hmm. precious babies and then yes. you're on maternity leave, and you're trying to figure out how to feed these babies, which how did yes. you feed your, because that's a big topic, a hot topic for mamas. Do mm-hmm. I bring, do I bottle feed, and yes. have strong well, and I, Yes, and it is. It's, it's very controversial, unfortunately. Um, I was very blessed because I worked at a hospital, but I knew a lot of nursing friends, and so one of the um, heads of our OB-GYN department in a separate hospital was a good friend and she had um, really nice breast pumps uh-huh. and she rented them out like as kind of like a little side business mm-hmm. and um, and so I got connected with her and um, I had started pumping when I was in the hospital sure. and so when I came home and um, they were so small that they needed the supplementation um, of some, of formula. Um, but I pumped for close to six months. Wow. Yeah. So it was, we, they were on a three hour rotation. So it was, 
feed, feed, pump, 45 minutes. <laughs> feed, feed, That's pump, amazing. 45 minutes. So feeding twins for six months is remarkable. Yes. Like Nur oh, you weren't nursing, but you were pumping and providing them breast right. milk for six months. That is quite yeah. a feat. Yeah. So yeah. when we were in the hospital, um, I didn't advocate well enough for myself to um, work with the lactation specialists who were available. So I didn't uh, advocate well enough when we were in the NICU to work with the lactation specialists. Um, and so I never was able to breastfeed. Um, it just, it didn't work well for us. Um, with two, it was just so much easier for my husband to have a baby and myself to have a baby. Right. And, sure. Um, so it, it worked well for us, but, um, so I did, I pumped for close to six months and by that point they were, they were a little bit, of course, more mobile and uh -huh. it just, it was a lot more difficult to keep up the schedule. To do sure. It. <laughs> sure. That's amazing. At that point you're introducing solids and yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. It was, it was a good time. And I was very, very blessed um, to produce enough milk um, that I think we supplemented maybe one, maybe two feeds uh, per child a day with right. formula, um, but everything else was breast milk. Yeah, that is remarkable. I was blessed. Kudos. I was blessed. <laughs> yes. Um, and you know, I know there are so many women that try and want to do that. Um, and they just, their bodies just don't produce enough. And I can remember um, talking to the doctors in the hospital and, and worrying because, you know, waiting for my milk to come in. Sure. And they said, just, just wait, it'll be shooting to the back of that pump, you know, in no time at all. And, and it, it did, it, eventually it came in and I was just very, um, cautious about what I ate and how much water I was intaking because financially right. we needed me to be able to do that too. So. Right. Formula is expensive. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and you're right. Two. Nutrition and hydration is really important when it comes to breastfeeding. Yeah. That's Probably. awesome. Did it help you lose your postpartum weight nursing? Yes. Pumping? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It did. It burns it did. more and calories stopped, than being it... pregnant. <laughs> and I had gained a lot of weight. Wow. Um, a lot of it was, uh, was water weight, but I had gained a lot. So I needed to burn a lot of those calories. Well, I mean, twins and preeclampsia, yeah, you're going to have a lot of weight. And I am not one to speak because I gained at least 50 pounds with every one of my pregnancies. <laughs> did you really? <laughs> I did. I did. Yes. Somehow and you I lose it. You were running, uh, weren't yeah. you? I did run. Before? Yeah, I did run. I remember you telling me that you, um, you had to stop running when you had to stop, when you were like going to the restroom in the bushes or something. Yes. <laughs> you can totally edit that out, but I do remember that story. <laughs> I forgot about that. My bladder was my limiting yeah. factor in running and I cycled for a while until I got too concerned about my balance. Yeah. And then I just went walking, walking will be so fine for now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yes. Okay. So let's talk about balancing mom life because you're a career woman. You had been in yeah. editing, right? Tell me all of the different roles that you had done and how you kind of transitioned mm -hmm. after babies. Yes. Sure. So um, my degree was actually in broadcast journalism. And so um, I was a journalist for several years 
Um, when we knew that we wanted to start a family, um, I was looking obviously for a more eight to five kind of position. So I got into marketing um, and was working for the hospital. When the twins came, my original plan for childcare just flew out the window because um, we were going to have a nanny and she backed down on us like in September. The twins were born in October. Um, and so I told my boss, I don't want to leave, 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 excuse me. I don't want to leave you. I cannot leave them. And so I was incredibly blessed that she let me work from home um, part-time and I was fully at home. And so I balanced working with being at home with the kids. And I did that for two years and then was able to come back full-time, but only a couple days in the office. And so I had it really pretty, pretty best of both worlds for a long time because I could be with my grown-up people when I needed, you know, my adult time. Um, but I was able to really be a mom and, and be home with Right. So you, but what I hear you saying is that you advocated for yourself, Melissa. So you said, mm -hmm. this is what I need and want. Mm -hmm. And so your boss met you. Like she, yes. she saw the value in what you wanted and needed. And she said, okay, let's do this because you were yes. willing to speak up and say what you needed. Yes. And, and that was the thing was I loved what I did and mm -hmm. I, um, I enjoyed what I did. I enjoyed working. Um, mm -hmm. But at the time, I mean, always, once you become a mom, your priorities change. And right. if you're blessed enough to get to do it all, absolutely. I mean, I think you should. And um, I was very lucky that I worked for a woman who was a mom and she understood mm -hmm. and, and she saw value in me and enough to keep me. Yeah. On. I mean, she could have just said, no, you know, this, this didn't work. And she, she advocated for me, I mean, multiple times throughout the next five years. So I was able to work from home until um, a couple of days a week until the twins were five and a half until I made a career change. So. Wow. I hadn't realized yeah. that. So you were a full-time yeah. employee, but you were going into the office a couple of days and working from home right. the other days. And so you were able to balance all of the mom life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they would go to a Mother's Day Out program on Tuesdays and Thursdays. My husband worked from home on when, or no, he was off on Wednesdays. So he was home with them on Wednesdays. Right. And then I was home with them on Mondays and Fridays. And so, wow. um, you know, how many kids can say they get to spend a whole day, you know, with their dad. And so that was great for them. And it was great for, it just worked out really well that we never really had to do the full traditional daycare. Right. Mm -hmm. So they're in first grade now. Is yes, that right? They just turned seven. That's crazy. Well, of course I remember their birthdays because they're my eyes. Yes. Age. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's right. Wow. Yeah. So, so cool. So awesome. you, uh, yeah, I'm sure they are. They keep you on your toes. Yes. So you recently made a change. So you left this mm -hmm. position where it's giving you all this flexibility and, and forgive me, I actually said that wrong earlier. You were not in newspaper editing. You were, um, 
you were in television. So you were in in marketing at the time. And then marketing. Yeah. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. But you were recently the magazine yeah. editor. Yeah. Right? Different things. It's called Charm. Right. Um, and it's a, it was a lifestyle, fashion, and very yeah. local magazine. Right. Um, that covered a couple of different counties. And yeah, um, I, there were some changes at the uh, place I worked before and it was time to move on. And um, the magazine is actually based out of our local newspaper, which right. I had, I had worked as a reporter um, oh, okay. there for a couple of years. I yeah, so I remember that. Okay. I was in TV and then I was in newspaper and then marketing. And then I went back to magazine okay. editing. Um, and I did that for about a year and a half until this, this new opportunity came up and now work for a grocery chain doing marketing and sponsorships and donations and uh, charitable foundation and things like that. So lots of different stuff. Cool. Yeah. 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 That is awesome. Well, it's just fun for women to connect and to hear each other's stories, right? Because we've all got a story and um, life is not easy. It's full of struggles, right? Right. And as mamas, we have to kind of stick together. I feel like. Yes. Yes. And support one another for whatever decision we make. Absolutely. Absolutely. So your, your pregnancy and your journey as a mama is unique, but maybe somebody else identifies with it and it empowers them. And so I just so appreciate you being willing to share your story. It's so special. Thank you so much for the opportunity. And you know, that was one of the best pieces of advice I learned when I was in the NICU. I was having a conversation with a mom who had been there for a couple months. Uh, with her baby and she was telling me everything that they had been through and I remember telling her you know wow I I shouldn't even complain because my kids aren't going through all these issues they're not struggling they're growing and she said no she said this is your story and this is your struggle and what you're going through is difficult for you and so don't compare because what I'm going through is my challenge, but don't put yours down because every family that goes through a NICU situation, it's, it's all challenging. You know, we're kind of, you're kind of all in it together, even though the challenges are different. So, you know, comparison is the worst thing you can do. Well, isn't that true for all things in life? <laughs> comparison yes. is, it steals yes. all joy. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. So just enjoy your journey wherever you are. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yes. So or deal you, with it as you can. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So um, I hope, I mean, it's just so fun to be a part of your journey and your, oh. your journey is one that I share often when I'm talking about different <laughs> topic pregnancies. <laughs> yeah. We actually had one Too recently funny. that I was teaching medical students about. I was like, oh my gosh. Actually, yes. I have an interesting case to share with you. <laughs> I love to know that I'm your interesting case. <laughs> yeah. That's um, great. That's are great. you on social media and do you want to be found? Do you want me to share how yeah. to find you? <laughs> sure. That's okay. really fine. Yeah. I'm, well, yes, I'm really, you. <laughs> I'm on Instagram, but I don't really do anything with it, but I am on Facebook. Okay. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I would, you know, if, if I can help anyone in any way by sharing my story, 
or um, just giving advice. You know, I had a friend that she had a baby, um, this, and her daughter is, I think, three or four now, but she reached out to several friends of hers that had been through the NICU experience. And I still keep that thread of conversations with all those moms. And anytime I know of someone that is going through a NICU situation, um, I forward that on because it was such valuable information from so many different perspectives. Sure. Um, from moms who, like mine with a multiple birth, um, a friend who her daughter had um, charge syndrome and another who, you know, her daughter had Down syndrome. And so um, it's just many perspectives. To, yeah, lots of different perspectives and things, you know, to remember when you're going through that situation just to hear it from someone else so if I can help you know if I can share or help anyone I'm, I'm absolutely there for that okay so where can they find you on Facebook what's your handle um I'm Melissa Craker at okay. <laughs> Facebook I don't even know I'm not great at Facebook obviously <laughs> that's okay they would have to request to friend you because you're not a public page yes, right correct. right correct yeah yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for visiting with us on Sky Yay. Women Podcast. It's so great to chat with you again.